0: Shackbaggily Shack
1: Shackbaggily Hello and welcome to another episode of Shackbaggily Number 16 Other things with 16 Chromosomes of the honeybee Days in the gestation period of a golden hamster and pages the Pentagon's Department of Food Procurement used to define plastic whistles. This week, Howard and I were delighted to see we were listed in the 20 Best British Food Podcasts of 2021 by beststartup.co.uk, so a huge thank you for that. Also, we heard from a listener who asked the question, was eating under the stars with a tube of Pringles romantic?
0: Is this a date? as somebody said to her... Let's have, you know, something to eat outside. And then they've turned up with a tin of Pringle.
1: This chap had taken her under the... St- no, Gone out under the stars with a...
0: Taken <laughs> her under the stars. But <laughs> mum did that with it, With an armchair. She put this armchair on the front. And she put a notice on it saying, Scrapman, please take me. Which I said sounds like a... awful (laughs) invitation! (laughs) This
1: chap was under the stars with Pringles and candles and so she relayed this to her grown-up boys and they said, oh mum, that was a date. And she said, no! So that was the question. Katie and Howard, is it romantic? Well, I I think it was. I think that is lovely.
0: I I think it sounded definitely like it had the potential to be, yes. Right,
1: okay, that's that sorted. So, have you been looking at anything this week, mister?
0: I have. I've got a new book. Well, I say it's a new book. It's clearly not a new book. Oh, and it's it's fantastic. I love it. It's Philip Harbin's television cooking book. It was published in, in 19... When was it published? 1951, which is quite early for a TV. So, I don't know when people started getting TVs, because this is a bit before my time. It's was a bit before both of our time, isn't it? It does smell a bit. I have to say, it's not as bad as my Betty Crocker, but it's still got a fair whiff to it. So I do need to find a way of actually removing the smell from old books. Apparently you can put it in a box with some bicarb and leave it there for a couple of days. And that will take some of the scent to it. Or you can use cat litter as well which I don't fancy burying a book in cat litter. <laughs> so he was one of the first kind of so-called celebrity chefs, sort of, reasonably about the same time as Marguerite Patton and Fanny Craddock. Yeah. He goes into all sorts of stuff about about the kind of science behind cooking and all sorts. So it's it's really impressive. But I didn't know what he looked like, apart from there's a little picture inside of him with, with a game flan. And I have to say, it's it's not entirely un- unappealing, yes. So I thought, I almost wonder if you can find any footage of him. There's one little clip from 1951 of a, of a kind of cookery competition uh, called Mrs. Upton wins with a fowl, a sort of, <laughs> sort of cookery competition yes. where they had to cook A kind of roast dinner. And it was actually judged at one point, not only by Philip Harbin, but also Princess Elizabeth. Yes. so she's there. But the other clip that I found was the Welsh food show from 1960. Oh, and that is wonderful. So Philip Harbin is is there and he says that the Welsh Food Association, uh, or the narrator says, the Welsh Food Association showed their appreciation of the public by giving away 90, magnificent food hampers every hour on the hour rather like musical chairs apparently as the music stops one lucky person receives a hamper and there's then this shot of this very non-plussed looking woman getting a painfully vigorous handshake She's obviously told by some director or whatever to look a little bit more excited. So she channels this latent acting ability that she's got and she runs her fingers through her hair in disbelief and then clutches her breast dramatically with a packet of sugar. And then you've got Philip Harbin and he talks to the person who's organised this uh, this food show, Trevor Davey. Well, Trevor seems a little bit like he's uh, a bit starstruck meeting <laughs> Philip. And he goes off on a tangent about widened gangways. So he says, <laughs> this is apparently to accommodate the crowds that they're expecting this year. They've widened the gangways. But it's also there to tackle last, last year's major problem of uh, children, husbands, and wives all getting lost. So <laughs> Trevor then says quite confidently, <laughs> we'll have no more trouble in that direction. <laughs>
1: I've just got this up now. This is it, isn't it? I'd
0: just like to tell you about another product, which is not in this exhibition, but one which is a real friend to people who have to worry about their weight. Energy Foods have introduced a new aid to slimming diets called Terms. Now, Terms have an extremely low starch content. 48% compared with bread, which has 74%. <laughs> Terms are starch- free <coughs> So,
1: the of sugar, tart- oh, it speaks, <laughs> speaks very nicely, doesn't it? That's the old days when we used to talk like that. Well spotted, this, Mister H. I love it. His first occupation was as a commercial photographer. He was then engaged to run the kitchen of the Isobar restaurant in the in Hampstead, London. When he enlisted in the Royal Air Force, but an eye injury put paid to his flying career, and he was assigned to the Army Catering Corps. I love this. He compared a BBC Wireless. He compared a BBC Wireless Cookery Programme from 1942. <laughs> and then a BBC TV program cookery from 1946 to 51, followed by Cookery Lesson with Margaret Patton. And then look, and What's Cooking from
0: 1956.
1: No, I didn't know that. No. Well, What's <laughs> Cooking is what you and I do at the festivals yeah. isn't it, it's on the What's Cooking stage. Yeah. Ours is spelt W-O-T but that was W-H-A-T, the correct version.
0: Do you think at some point we ought to dress as Philip Harbour and Marguerite Patton? <laughs>
1: I know in my, my wardrobe there are things that possibly could come round again but um, do you know he, was, he wasn't was very old when he died, he's 63. No, I know. And he's credited but... with a first TV moment when on live television he cracked an egg that was so bad he had to abandon the recipe while he and the studio crew broke into helpless laughter.
0: (laughs) Oh, how wonderful. I love his style of writing. It's so beautifully written. Do you know, we'd we'd talked before about vegetables being kind of overcooked Mm. and he takes completely the opposite approach. There's lovely little illustrations about how to cut a cabbage into four mm-hmm. and cook it in the minimum amount of water quite quickly. And uh, it, it's quite advanced for, for the period, I think.
1: His full name, Philip Hubert Kendall Gerald Harbin.
0: That's got money, hasn't it? <laughs> 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 There's one of the sections. So he has got the... The whys and wherefores of cooking. Then a section on television dishes, which are presumably just recipes. There's a section on carving, mm-hmm. and then the next bit is called wither cooking, which we don't use the word wither. Not wither as in shrivelling up, but wither. W-H-I- I'm doing a Philip oh, I'm impression now. <laughs> w h i t h e r. Yes, it means where, I think.
1: It's an adverb. So, to what place or state, i.e. whither are we bound? Yes. Or yeah. to which, with reference to a place, i.e. the barbecue had been set up by the lake, whither Matthew and Sarah were conducted.
0: I don't know whether you remember Noel Gordon, who used to be... Do you Crossroads. remember a series called Crossroads? Yes, yes. yes yeah. And my sister and I used to do an impression of her, because she would she would answer the phone and she would say what like that as if it's got a, an f at the beginning of it
1: what so can i tell you yeah. what i've found this week former british prime minister margaret thatcher a couple of years ago there was a lot of papers in her archives they um they uncovered bits and pieces did you do you remember this
0: i think i do remember this these weren't like her recipes or anything yes. like that yes they were oh, okay yeah
1: Ooh. yeah all right. because cause we know she was a scientist once she loved science and, and all that. Yes, and she used yeah. to cook for herself and her husband, Dennis, as regularly as she could. Anyway, they uncovered in her ar- archives a file with an official stamp. And in there, there were her favourite dinner party offerings. And one of them was by the name of Mystery Starter. <laughs> so it was in 1976 when you think 1976 so we're back to fanny craddock aren't we and and all that again
0: be a bit of um, of delia smith in that that period i think but yeah so
1: this is mrs thatcher's mystery starter one tin 400 mils or 12 ounces a tin of beef consomme two packets of cream cheese one level teaspoon of curry powder pour 100ml of the consomme into a flat dish and set it in the fridge for several hours until solid. Liquidise the rest of the soup with the cream cheese and curry powder. Pour into individual serving dishes and set for up to 12 hours. Garnish with some chopped consomme and a black olive or whatever other delicacy takes your fancy. Does that ring any bells to you? There is a name for it which I've got to find now but that's what she did.
0: Basically combining uh, sort of tinned soup with cream cheese hmm. but doing sort of different it's it I'm, I'm assuming it's slightly layered in the sense that you've got a bit of the consomme set before you then put the next layer in chop it with chopped consomme i think that's strange isn't it? yeah because it's basically the same thing again
1: i know it's must so whether they didn't have any teeth
0: <laughs> <laughs> why is it a mystery do you think she created this kind of illusion and wouldn't tell people what it was that she'd She'd put together or...
1: Apparently, having done some homework, it's officially called Snaffle's Moose.
0: Snaffle's Mm. Moose? Snaffle's.
1: Snaffle's Moose. So I've gone into Snaffle's Moose and...
0: Have you literally dived into some (laughs) Snaffle's Moose?
1: (laughs) And you know where it says you can shop Snaffle's Moose? Well, they are Snaffle Bits for horses. And somebody's put here the fabulous Snaffle's Moose... Apparently, it was an old 70s cult favourite, the Snaffles Moose. And uh, For those in the know, Snaffles was a fashionable basement restaurant in Dublin. And the oh. Snaffles Moose was the signature dish of its proprietor. And it tastes like a sophisticated and creamy smoked fish moose.
0: But it's not got any, any fish in it, has it? So...
1: That's why Margaret Thatcher said it was a mystery starter. Because there was <laughs> something missing. Oh, I tell you, I've had to buy something for the car. You've
0: had to buy something for the car? Yeah, a step. Was it feeling left out or something?
1: <laughs> no, I've had to buy a step to get in and out, H. A step?
0: That's all right. What's wrong with that? It, it's not like you're getting into a, a kind of Lamborghini or something like that. It's not a low-level thing, is it? Oh,
1: no, no. <laughs> no. That's See, that would be the opposite, though, wouldn't it? I'm having trouble getting in, hours, but a Lamborghini, I'd probably have trouble getting
0: out. Because I, I, don't you <laughs> You've see? Got to yeah, get out in a ladylike manner,
1: <laughs> you'd end up, wouldn't you, falling onto the floor, getting out the car, and then standing up, carrying on. Whereas my problem is, I can't get in to because we've got a bit of a higher vehicle. But then, of course, I've got on the step, get in the car. How do I then get the yeah. step back into the car?
0: And also, how do you then get the step out of the car to get back out? Yes. So have you got to drop it? No. My height.
1: Well, to start with was very embarrassing because I was having to yeah. ask people to pick my step up. So when I'm at home, it's, <laughs> it's all right because it's obviously people I know. But then when you're out, it's, oh, excuse me, would you mind dreadfully if, if I get in and then could you pick my step up, you see? Because... It's, it takes a whole new level you know when you're in the shop and because i'm short i can't reach some of the things on the top shelf so i have to ask strangers yeah. could you please get
0: these things down so, so are you taking it into shops with you now as well
1: <laughs> no no i still keep asking the strangers because that's a lovely way of meeting people isn't it and some you can get oh
0: it is a woman once asked me to try on a, a, um, a dressing gown because she said i was roughly the same size as her son <laughs> So could I see whether it suited me? So I'm there in M&S trying on this dressing gown.
1: And, and did it? Did it suit you, H? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was happy with it. She bought it, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then did you think to yourself, do you know that did suit me? I'm going to buy one for myself as well. Anyway, yeah. I found, I thought, right, what we're going to do, and I thought about maybe some rope, maybe um, a scarf, just, but a bale of twine. So I've got a couple of strands of bale twine, and now I'm able to lift it in after me, and then place it on. Yeah,
0: it's not too heavy, then. You, no, you can mm. lift it up on, yeah. on strings? Yes, yeah. right. so, so
1: my life has, has basically changed, Howard. Yeah, but it was quite nice because when you ask a total stranger to pick up your step, you've got to <laughs> you, you've got to have trust, haven't you? They've got to have that a face that you know you can ask.
0: Yeah, but now you'll be entertaining them with what appears to be a kinda of marionette show <laughs> as you're lifting this up on its strings. Yes.
1: <laughs> it sounds as if I'm gonna to have to pop a picture of my step on our Facebook and Instagram pages then, and possibly patent it. Can you believe the first public demonstration of a television in the UK was in nineteen twenty six? And if you're wondering, Crossroads was a British television soap opera that ran from 1964 to 1988, followed by a brief revival from 2001 to 2003. It was based on a fictional motel in the Midlands and famous for both dodgy sets and acting. So much so, it inspired the fabulous Victoria Wood to write the comedy Acorn Antiques. That's it then for another week. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, You Don't Miss a Thing. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Sorry, you want something to reach the top shelf? Oh, hang on a minute.
0: Oh, classes, she said. I thought you said platters.